on him. Amen. Amen. His word is true. Mm. You want to grab your Bibles here tonight? We're going to go to the book of Mark chapter 8. While you're returning there, I will make mention just of the remainder of this night. Uh, I would love for uh, just the word to come forth and us to have a response here tonight and just to spend some time in prayer. But after all of that is finished, uh, we do have some food and uh, tables that are set up for fellowship following service. And you are welcome to remain here as long as you want. Uh, I do know that uh, we had some snow that began to fall earlier tonight. I don't think it was calling for anything too bad, anything too much here tonight. But uh, we would love for you to to stay. And uh, we have some games and, as I mentioned, food. So um, please stick around on this New Year's Eve and we can just enjoy each other here tonight. Amen. But first, let's go to the Word tonight in in the book of Mark, chapter 8. I'm just going to read a few verses beginning in verse 22. It says that he cometh to Bethsaida, and they bring a blind man unto him, and they besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand, and he led him out of the town. When he spit on his eyes, that's not a normal phrase that you would hear. It says when he spit on his eyes, he put his hands upon him. And he asked him if he saw aught. The man looked up and he said, I see men as trees walking. After that, he put his hands again upon his eyes and he made him look up. He was restored and he saw every man clearly. That's just one more time here tonight. Just lay your Bibles down. I just want to lift up our hands. Just call on the name of Jesus that he could give us. Amen. Some clarity here tonight through his word. Lord, we thank you for an opportunity, Lord, for you to speak. As we close out this year of 2023, Lord, that your voice would be the most prominent voice in our life. God, I pray that here tonight that your word could speak to us, that it could challenge us and change us, Lord, that you could propel us forward. Lord, we are so blessed to be here. Lord, we are so blessed to be in community with one another building the kingdom. Lord, I pray that you would help us now, Lord, to take up the calling and the commission that is placed upon us, Lord, that we could go and have our eyes opened and to see what it is that you want us to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight. This is the last Sunday, the last day of 2023. Week 52 of 52, day 365 of 365. A blink of an eye ago, I was standing here on this platform getting ready to preach about what a great year 2023 was going to be. And I am a believer in what Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13 when he said that we know in parts and we prophesy in parts. That there are, uh, we don't know everything that's going to come to pass. And I think that is, that is uh, the will of God, that we would not know everything that would come to pass. Or else we may just stay in our house all the time and never get out because some trouble may befall us. But in the midst of all that trouble, there is greatness. 
in the midst of all that trouble, there he is. There, there have been great things that have happened throughout this past year, and I am going to stand here and report to you that after standing here, that maybe you agree with me that 2023 was a great year. Do I have anybody put your hands together and you're thankful for this past year and what God did? Amen. How about, is there anybody here who would say, I had a few bumps and bruises and I, I had some tough trials that I went through in 2023? Put your hands together. There may be the same hands that were just put together for having a great year and that's all right. I often say that we need to make today count, that we need to redeem the time, that every day matters. Every service that we would have here matters. There's a quote that I go back to every so often that remind, that reminds me of the value of time. It says that time is free, but it is priceless. You can't own it, but you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. Once you've lost it, you're never going to get it back. Now, true this is, it reminds us of the power of the moment, how time, here tonight, we look at time and how time seems to slip through our fingers. And here, I want to ask you this question. What do you see in 2000? 24. What do you see in 2024? Because we are begin or about to step into a new year. We are about to step into a brand or the calendar is about to flip over to some new digits. And in this upcoming year, I don't want it all to be just dependent upon what 2023 gave to us. But I want to come in here with a new vision, a fresh vision, because vision matters, right? Vision matters. First and foremost, I recognize that what I see determines what I, where I end up. And if you're driving down the road and you start looking over, maybe there's a, an accident that happens on the other side of the road and you're rubbernecking and, and looking at that accident, if you're not careful looking straight ahead, you'll notice that you start drifting that way and you're pretty quickly, you may be the one that's ending up in an accident. That where you are looking determines where you go. Wherever your eyes are set, that's going to determine the direction of your feet. It's going to determine the direction of your destiny. And Jesus, he said in Matthew fifteen fourteen, he said, let them alone, there be, they be blind leaders of the blinds. And if the blind lead the blinds, well, both of them are going to fall in the ditch. See, the, the tragedy of modern Christianity is when people have no vision and they're spiritually blind, they have no direction, they have no purpose, they have no anointing, they have no relationship, yet they seemingly know it all. They, they're, they're trying to tell others to be like them, but they don't even have Christ in them. And it, come on, we, we, we may fall into that same trap ourselves at times to be trying to just go through life on our own two feet and our, by our own ability without depending on the Spirit of God leading us. We can't go through this life blind. 
We need to have the Spirit of God. I was talking with David after that service. He received the Holy Ghost and he said, Man, I just love what I feel right now. He said, I, I just, there was, he had a minister that was praying with him and, uh, when he received the, the Holy Ghost and he began talking to him about, uh, you, you have the Spirit of God now that can lead you and guide you and direct you and, and I said, I said, man, I love it. And that's, he began to reiterate that. I'm thankful that I have something that can lead me and, and direct me. And I said, it's like a, like a GPS that you have a GPS in you now that you can choose to go left or right if you want to, but the spirit that's in you, it's going to tell you, Hey, we need to get back on track. Let's, let's get back onto what I'm doing. You can choose to go however you want, but let's follow the GPS system, the global positioning spirit system that God has placed inside of you so that you can go into, in the direction that God is calling you to go. Amen. See, I got news tonight that I don't intend to be like those who are just going and living life without direction. Living life without purpose. I, it's not, I, I don't want this church, this body of Christ, this, uh, this community of believers here in Kendallville, they were gathered tonight. I don't want us going into this new year with no direction and no purpose. No anointing. No spirit that's leading us. But I want to hear, heed the words of Jesus when Jesus said, hey, let's just, just let them alone. Those who are Walking purposeless, those who are walking blindly, let them alone. I, I can I can say hi to them, I can be nice to them, I can be friendly to them, but there's some things and some people that I, I just need to let it alone tonight. Just let them alone. They if they don't have any direction, that doesn't mean that I don't have to have direction. Just because somebody else is walking purposely or pur- purposeless doesn't mean that I have to walk without purpose in my life. Now you have purpose that God created you. He designed you for a purpose in every season of your life. You hear that? Every season of your life, God has a purpose for you. There are seasons of your life. You will have seasons where, uh, where you may be in a, in a harvest mode. You may have seasons where you are thriving. You may have seasons where it's a desert. You may have seasons uh, where it feels like there's not growth, but God still has purpose for you in every season of your life. The seed, even though it's in the soil, it's still germinating and growing and preparing to grow forth so that soon there can be fruit that would come from that seed. That tree that is there in the middle of the winter, it may lose its leaves. It may look as dead as any other tree might during the summer if it has no leaves, but but that doesn't mean that that tree is dead. It doesn't mean that it has no purpose. No, that tree is just waiting for another season to sprout forth those leaves and to have the fruit grow from it. There's purpose in every season. There's purpose for you no matter what's happening in your life. And so don't go through this or don't come into this new year and feel like, well, how I feel lost. I don't know what's going on. And, and, and believe the lie of the enemy, which would say, God doesn't need you. And his kingdom can move on without you. His kingdom, and it, 
His kingdom is going to, to go and, and you're not needed as a, as a part in it. No, you're needed here. You are a pivotal part of the kingdom of God. You are a pivotal part of the church of Jesus Christ. You're needed. So don't go into this new year purposeless and without direction. If you have a negative outlook, let's kick out that negative outlook. Let's leave that here in 2023 and swap it out for a good outlook, a positive outlook on what God's going to do. If you're just, if you're just negative Nancy sitting here tonight, negative Ned sitting here tonight, then let's just leave him behind and let's go into this next season, this next year with positivity, believing that God has great things destined for me. God has great things in store for me. You have greatness. You have greatness spoken of your life. You have greatness. Jesus is the one who spoke the words, greater things than these shall ye do. In the last days, Greater things. He was speaking of himself. We look at the ministry of Jesus, and there's never been two feet greater than his that have ever been planted on this soil. Yet he said, greater things than these shall ye do. Because after that, you shall receive, or after that you receive the Holy Ghost, you will receive power, dunamis power, dynamite power. You will receive power to be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. God is calling you to make an impact. God is calling you for greatness. He's preparing you to do that. So here, if you have that negativity that that you feel just this cloud of negativity hanging over you tonight let's leave that in 2023 let's let's just leave the negativity alone let's let's leave the unforgiveness alone let's leave the offense alone right let's leave these things that are holding you back from the call of god let's leave these things that let's leave that that sin that that seems to be holding you back that thing that you can't get over no you can get over it through the power of the spirit god has made you an overcomer you are an overcomer by the blood of jesus christ let's leave that alone in 2023 and let's go forward Believing that God is with me and I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Right? Am I just, am I just speaking to, uh, to just one, two people here tonight or there, there are a few people, a few more people who believe me that 2024 can be the best year yet. That it can be the best year that you have ever lived here on planet earth. So I want 2024 to be better than 2023 but to do so i may have to get some things out of my life some things that are blinding me some things that have caused my spiritual vision to be clouded to be blinded maybe you're sitting here tonight and you say i don't even know what happened i don't know why i feel so spiritually dull i don't know why i feel so spiritually blinded uh you know just I don't know, life just seemed to roll on and here I am and, and it feels as though I can't see anything in the Spirit. 
When I pray, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what God's trying to do. I, I can't, I can't feel anything. I can't sense anything. All of my senses seem dulled. They seem gone. But yet, here you are, and you may have fallen into the proverbial ditch here tonight. But here's the thing. You don't have to stay there. It, it is not a Christian statement to say, I can't get up. That I've fallen in the ditch and I can't get out. Because the Bible says in Micah 7, 8, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, that when I fall, I shall arise. That when I fall, I shall arise. And when I'm sitting in darkness, when it feels as though you are blind, it says that the Lord will be a light unto me. So if you're sitting here blind in the darkness or you're in the ditch and you've fallen down, just know that the Lord says that I shall arise and that he will be my light. Proverbs 24, 16 says that a just man falleth seven times and he riseth up again. The wicked they fall into mischief. They, they, they continue going down that path. But the just man gets back up. So it's not a Christian thing to say. It's not a godly statement to say, I've fallen and I can't get up. I've fallen and I can't get up. Maybe by your own power you can't get up. But in Christ Jesus, you can get up and you can go forward into a new year with greatness in store. All right, so how, how do we become spiritually blind? Maybe tonight we ought to diagnose a little bit of the blindness that has set in on some of us or some of the church. Gary Hamill mentions he's a uh, businessman and he, 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 uh, studies, um, he studies this deception and denial and, and he has this amazing notion of how uh, in these three steps, deception and denial occur. He says, for, the first thing is that people, they dismiss the problem. They dismiss it. They say, it's not me. It's, it's somebody else. It's, it's not true. You know, I, I'm, I'm all good. You, you begin to deny the fact that you have uh, that, that you, that something is off. You begin to deny the fact that maybe you have gotten off the path that God has called, you know, that you, that you're supposed to be on. And so you dismiss that. You say, no, this is somebody else's fault. The second thing is that you begin to rationalize it. You know, it's because of this, and you explain it. You can have every excuse in the book. You can justify why it is that you are now not feeling as spiritually sensitive as you were before that you begin to rationalize all of this that you you can say i have a, a new perspective now that's uh that what i used to feel you know that was uh, that was not real or you can rationalize why it is that you're feeling the way that you are you can explain it away with uh, with all of your path your your life's journey and you can have all of these explanations for why you have gone astray, why you are becoming blind. The last thing that we do is we mitigate it. To make it less severe, we say it's no big deal that I show up late. It's no big deal that I don't do anything to serve. Don't, don't you know I just, you know, I, I love Jesus. That's okay. That's enough. 
I love Jesus. I don't have to show up to anything. I don't have to serve in any way. I love him, and he knows that. I have that relationship. That's enough. And you begin to downplay the condition that you are in, not realizing that blindness is setting in all the while, that you have dismissed it, you've rationalized it, and then you mitigate it by saying it's no big deal. And what you don't realize is that you are blind to the very calling that God has placed on you. That everyone here has a calling of God on their life. That everyone here has, the, has been commissioned to go into this world to preach the gospel, to make disciples of people who they are lost right now. They are lost. And God has called you to reach them. We all have that call on our life. But because of these three factors, we begin to get content with the, just where we are at. And we, be, we can even be content going in as the calendar turns to have the same year in 2024 that we had in 2023. You know that, you know, you're okay to, to see just a little bit. But that's not how it should be. You shouldn't be just seeing in parts. You shouldn't be just operating with just a little bit of spiritual sensitivity. You shouldn't be operating and walking around spiritually blind. God wants to open your eyes here tonight. God wants to open your eyes to what he is calling you to do. God wants you to operate freely and fully in the giftings that he has for you. There are gifts of the spirit that are given to the church freely so that you can operate and so that the body of Christ can operate in such a way that we can re actually reach this world that one percent number that was presented to us earlier tonight it can begin to grow to two percent three percent ten percent twenty percent we can begin to make an impact in our community in our schools in our workplaces that you can make a difference that you, when the blinders come off, when the scales come off of your eyes, spiritually speaking, that you can make a difference. We shouldn't be okay just walking around blindly. We shouldn't be okay just walking around blindly, not just in our call to reach this world, but also in our relationship with Him. What are those areas of your life where you need to get better? Or maybe you're blind in your prayer life. It's, it's shallow and God is calling you to go deeper this upcoming year. Maybe it's been a while since you've picked up a Bible outside of a service time. But God is calling you to dig into his word. I was thankful to have one of our, one of our students tell me before service tonight that a New Year's re resolution for them is, is to go through their Bible and to annotate scripture by scripture, just talk about, you know, just, just read this and to, to find what is God speaking to me through his word? What can we do to let the Bible speak to us? And the, and the blindness begins to come off of our eyes as Jesus is revealed to us through his very words. Maybe it's through the dis spiritual discipline of fasting. Maybe it's been a long time since you have fasted, but that's, through fasting, we can, we can begin to see that God is revealing to us areas that we cling to tightly. That He says, I need you to let go so that I can have, so that I can have rule and reign in your life. So that I can, when I speak, 
You're spiritually sensitive. You can hear me. You can see me. The blindness falls off. These, these spiritual disciplines are things that are uncomfortable. Things that you have to be disciplined. But if you want to be a disciple, disciple is right there in the word discipline. If you want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, then discipline is necessary. Spiritual disciplines are necessary. And these may not be the things that we preach about every Sunday and because we don't get hyped up about fasting. But God has called us to a deeper life of prayer and reading his word and and uh, spending time uh, fasting. That God has called us to these disciplines. God has called us to serve others. If you're tonight, in 2000, you look back over 2023, and it's maybe been a, a somewhat of a selfish year for you where you didn't really serve many people. God is calling you to, to think of others first and to serve others. Giving. God has called you to give more. Maybe here tonight it's about loving others or, or for forgiveness and, and having more forgiveness toward others. There's plenty of, of things that maybe you're looking at tonight, different areas where you need some improvement or maybe some blindness set in in 2023. And you're walking around. You see this man that we opened our text with tonight. He apparently had not been blind from birth. He when his eyes were opened somewhat, he, he, he said, I see men as trees walking. He, he knew what, what trees were like. He knew what this, what the form was, was of a tree. And, and when he saw men walking around, he, he recognized what looked to him like a tree. See, for him, he, he used to have sight, but, but over the course of life, something happened that he had become blinded. And we can have the same thing happen for ourselves that over the course of time we become blinded, spiritually speaking, and, and blindness can set in. But here tonight, I, I just pray that the, the blindness, the scales of blindness would come off of our eyes and that God could reveal to us some new things, some new territory, some new uh, spiritual sensitivity that God wants you to have coming into this new year. I'm just going to revisit that text, as I draw this to a close here tonight, that as we come back to that Mark chapter 8, verse 22, Jesus was introduced to this blind man. It's not by happenstance, but it was because this man's friends decided that it was time for a change in this man's life. Now, I'm not sure, but perhaps, perhaps one of them decided, you know, that we need to get him to wherever Jesus is at. That we need to get him back to, to having the life that he used to have. That's what it says in Mark eight twenty two that he cometh to Bethsaida. And they, his friends, somebody at least, they brought him, brought to Jesus this blind man. And they besought him to touch him. That the people noticed that the man had a need and they got him to wherever he needed to go. They got him into the presence of God. But they brought, not only did they br- just bring him, but they brought and they besought Jesus. See, sometimes we just bring people to Jesus and we just drop them off and we expect for them to, to find their way once they get to Jesus. Sometimes we, we might 
our, our only call to action. It's a, it's a, it's a big step to, to invite somebody to church. But it's not just about the invitation to church and then just drop them off there and say, all right, Jesus, you do, you do the rest now. Now we are the hands and feet. We are the body of Christ. He's called you to bring them. And he, he says for them that they, they brought him to Jesus, but then they began to, they, they besought Jesus. They besought Jesus to touch him. It's not, not just bringing him to Jesus, but here they are. They began to intercede on his behalf. Without their standing between this man and Jesus, he never would have seen his miracle. Without their prayers, without their pleading to Jesus, they, he never would have seen his miracle. Could it be in 2024 that you are the key to helping somebody else who has a need? That you are the one who's going to bring somebody and to pray for them. That you are the one who is going to disciple somebody and walk alongside them as they learn how to walk with Jesus for the first time. Gonna be that you are the one who's gonna bring somebody to Jesus, but your prayers and your intercessions are what's gonna make the difference as they get into the presence of Jesus. And Jesus, you're not their savior. You're not the one who can truly heal them. But when you bring them to Jesus, now he has brought him, you, he's gonna do the work. He's gonna do the miraculous. And now he's saying, I need you to walk beside them and to teach them to step like I stepped and to walk like I walked. Hmm. The next verse says that he took the blind man by the hand. This being Jesus. Jesus led him out of the town. He spit on his eyes, put his hands upon him, and he asked, what do you see? Hmm. Jesus, first thing that we could say is that Jesus, he's going to lead us. Now we need to follow. That's you tonight. You're the blind man. Jesus is saying, come. That blind man, very likely, he knew his way around that town. He knew ten steps this way, then turn left, five more steps, and I get to the well. Once I get to the well, if I go behind me and I take a couple steps here and 10 more steps to the right you know then I can get to the best food in town he knew this many steps this way and turn here left and then right two more rights then I get back to my house the town was familiar to him he knew how to navigate the town but Jesus began to called him out he says I need you to get out of the town Need you get need you to get into some unfamiliar places. We're going to do something in those unfamiliar spaces of your life. Is he calling you tonight to an unfamiliar space? Is he calling you to some to a space where where you don't know how to navigate quite as well? You don't, you don't quite know how to get around there, and and it's when you're in those uncomfortable spots that Jesus does his best work. 
It's when you're in the, in the uncomfortable places where you can't just operate by your own abilities and your own, uh, your, your own senses that Jesus is able to step in and He's able to do the miraculous in you and He begins to speak through you and work through you and God is able to heal you in the uncomfortable spaces. And, he, and tonight, He's calling somebody. He's saying, will you come? Will you follow me? Will you? I'm, I'm leading you, but I need you to come. And then, this unorthodox method that Jesus uses. This unorthodox way that Jesus sends the healing His way. He spits on His eyes. Could it be that your miracle tonight is in a package that you are not expecting? It's going to come through an unorthodox method. I'm sure that it would have made a whole lot of people uncomfortable. That those that were gathered around them were uncomfortable at the fact that Jesus just spit on this blind man's eyes. It probably made him uncomfortable when he heard the sound of that spit. And all of a sudden he could feel it running down his face. But I think that this blind man was much more concerned with seeing than he was with how others saw him. Much more concerned with what Jesus could do for him than what others were thinking about him in that uncomfortable space. Could it be that we miss out tonight on our miracle because we are more concerned with what others think than we are with seeing his plan begin to be unfolded in our life. Trusting his process. Not just our own mindset. Not thinking about what others are going to think of me. We begin to think about, what if I fail? What if I step out and somebody looks at me and they say, what a fool. What if you don't fail? What if you begin to operate in the capacity that God has called you to operate in? And you, you see your coworker filled with the Holy Ghost baptized in Jesus name what if what if you see your neighbor in your neighborhood begin to be transformed because of a block party that God just told you to to call them all over to your house and just come over and you begin to form relationships with them and you see Jesus begin to work through those relationships that you build with your neighbors in your neighborhood what if God begins to show up in the unexpected what if God begins to do something in this year when you step out into those areas where you're uncomfortable what if it actually happens and it doesn't fail you have to step into those areas and be, un- be willing to be uncomfortable in order for God to do the things that He wants to do through you. We have to operate through His will, His anointing, not our own capacity. These last two verses, if, you ever, if everybody just wants to stand here tonight, these last two verses says that He looked up. He said, I see men as trees walking. So Jesus put his hands upon his eyes again and he made him look up and his eyes were completely restored and he saw every man clearly. Basically, this man says when Jesus asked him, what do you see? He says, I can see, but I can't see clearly. He's saying, 
I'm not satisfied with just partial vision. I'm not satisfied with just a little bit. So the question that I pose to you here tonight is, are you, are you satisfied with just what you experienced in 2023? Or is there more yet to come in 2024? If you can't see anything else, then you need to ask for more. If you can't see something greater than what you've already experienced, you need to ask for more because God's vision for you, for your life, is greater than anything that you have ever experienced. God's plan is a grander plan than anything that you have ever seen unfold. That He wants you to have more vision and a greater future than you have ever seen. So if you can accomplish your your goals by yourself. Let's dream bigger. Let's see bigger dreams. Let's see great. Let's see a God-sized vision come to pass in 2024. How about here tonight? As our as our singers began to come here tonight, can we just fill this altar? What do you see in 2024? What do you see in this upcoming year? What are the vision as your eyes begin to be opened up to the grander thing, to the grander vision of what God has planned for you? What do you see? What can you envision here tonight? Don't stop at the small. Don't stop at the small thing, but let's begin to claim something great. Let's begin to pray for something great. Let's have a great expectation as we step into this new year. Why don't we just all around this place, every hand lifted up and every voice crying out, just call on the name of Jesus and let's begin to proclaim, God, let your word be unfolded. Let your word, God, be uh, fulfilled in my life. God, let the scales come off. Let me operate, God, in the spirit realm. God, let me operate in the giftings and the callings that you have placed upon me here tonight. Hallelujah. One drink.